Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Are you good this morning? Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Come on. He's my friend. Amen. Amen. I want to. Come on now. You know, I don't know. Nobody. this morning um, I've had several who have asked about wanting to join our congregation and so at this moment um, I'm going to ask those who have spoken with me about joining the church to meet me he down here I'll let y'all spread out along here Angela, it's good to see your son with you and his family. From Kentucky. Here, buddy. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm so thankful for all of you guys. Um, you have jumped in in various capacities and committed yourself to being part of of our congregation you know membership is not what guarantees us a right to heaven y'all understand that right membership basically says I want to be committed to a local congregation where I can be accountable and available and used for the kingdom of God and so we're thankful for these folks who have stepped up and made that decision and who are already actively a part of this local congregation. We love you guys. I'm asked to ask you a few questions and you can um, you can answer by I do or I am or I will, however the question is posed. It says you realize in presenting yourself for membership that you are assuming a solemn obligation and it is expected that you will always be true to your promise and faithfully fulfill and discharge your obligation as a loyal member do you publicly publicly confess 
and testify that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior in the full pardon of your sins. Are you willing to walk in the light of the Scriptures as it shines on your path? Are you willing to abide by and subscribe to the disciplines of the Church of God as outlined by the Scripture and set forth in the minutes of the International General Assembly? Do you agree to be subject to the counsel and admonition of those who are over you in the Lord? Let me give you all the evil eye for a minute. Is there any legal objections to these folks joining our local congregation? Y'all look good to me. <laughs> so by the authority given to me as a minister of the Church of God, it is my great pleasure to welcome you as not only a part of this local congregation, but as a part of the over 7 million ministers of the Church of God around the world. You are joining not just a local congregation, you're joining a movement of God that has churches in over 140 countries and who has missions around the world and, and is doing a fabulous job of reaching people. Over 200, listen to this, over 250 unreached people groups have been reached through Church of God missions just in the last five years. You guys are are now a part of that. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you so much for being a part of it. We did it this way in the middle of the service because we know people are social distancing and normally we'd form a line and get everybody to slobber and hug and all. We ain't doing that today, okay? We're in a new time right now. So if you could just wave at these guys and welcome them and give them a hand. Come on. Thank you guys so much. We love you all. You might be seated. Amen. Ushers, if you would come. How many know that we serve a faithful God? Amen. Isn't he faithful? I mean, I don't know about you, but to, to realize that we have life and breath. We have the ability to worship God. We have the ability to stand here this morning and give Him glory. Amen? I mean, look, we've lived in a third world country, although that country was very open to the gospel. There are many countries who do not have this ability, who, don't, who, who do not have the opportunity to come in and worship God, who do not have the opportunity to, to form groups together. That sounds like California. I mean, uh, that's another country hidden on the other side. Anyway, <laughs> but seriously, guys, we are so fortunate that we serve an awesome God. Pray that we will also take the opportunity to honor and glorify Him. And one of the ways that we do that is to say, Lord, as you have led us and taught us in your word, we will give you a tenth of what you have given us. How many know that everything that we have is a gift from God? The Bible says every gift, right, comes from the Father of lights. To knowing that God has gifted and given to us and blessed us with the ability to create income and wealth. 
So we choose to honor God with that this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, that you have given us the ability, that you have given us life and breath. That, and Lord, that we understand that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. You make ways where there is no ways. You open doors where, there, where closed doors have been inevitable. God, you are an awesome God. And Lord, we thank you that you care about us, that you choose to love us, that you have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light and into your way for purpose. God, bless this offering. Bless every gift and every giver. Let it be used for your glory and your honor. Let the kingdom of God be expanded because of the faithfulness of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, can we continue with our worship on this morning? How many people are excited that God called your name? One day he called your name and changed your, your life around. Is there anybody who's still excited about a resurrected life? I said, is there anybody that's still excited about a resurrected life? I don't care if it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's still amazing that he called you by your name. Hey. 
journey that the people ran out and they were throwing their coats on the ground they were throwing branches on the ground and they were yelling that Hosanna Hosanna the reality is God save I want you to understand that Today, there might have been in those days a misguided understanding of what they were shouting. But today, I know without a shadow of a doubt that we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's a conquering King. He's an almighty King. He's a righteous King. He's a King eternal. He's a King from glory to glory. He's not limited to time or space, but He was King back then. He's King today. He will forever be King of glory. He is the King on high. Come on. Somebody worship the King of Kings in this house. Lord, we lift you up, God. We worship you. You are the great and mighty God. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name, Jesus. We surrender you. We bow down to you, God. We let you know you're the only truth. You're the only righteousness. We surrender our way to you, Lord. Higher, Lord Jesus, we lift you up. Hallelujah. Jesus, you be lifted higher. Let our king live. 
said, if I be lifted up, think about this, if I be lifted up, I will draw all mankind unto me. How many realize the world needs someone as a beacon of light to come to? He is our Lord, our Savior. And if we'll continually lift him up, that light shines through us. We give people hope. We give people life. We give people a, a center to know where to come to, what to be a part of. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, praise team. Isn't it great to see all these wonderful folks up here singing in part? Thank you. Amen. You might be seated. Woo, God is good. Praise the Lord. Good to have the Davises with us. Good to have the Gibsons with us. Folks from Townsend and new moving in folks. Good to have you all with us. Good to see some of your faces. Some of your faces are fresh back in, and we're so thankful to see you. All of you who are joining us online, we're so thankful that you are connecting with us this morning. Uh, you may not know this, but we have folks that are watching from Honduras. We have folks watching from Texas. We have folks watching from all over Tennessee uh, and even in South Carolina. So that South Carolina one would be probably my mom. You know, I'm having to watch what I say these days. You know what I'm saying? I used to could talk about her, but now this online thing is really messing me up. But I'm super thankful that you guys are connecting. Good to be here. Amen. I mean, I know that over the last week, there has been emotional highs in our country, right? There has been a lot of emotions stirring, a lot of confusion uh, going on. And, and, and the hardship is this, that when we connect our our identity, to earthly things, when we connect our identity to, to politics or to all those things, let me tell you something, they will always let you down. Amen. And even if they lift you up, it's a false hope because man, ultimately the Bible says that anyone who trusts in man is accursed, right? But those who trust in God are blessed, Amen. And so we have to understand that we serve a sovereign God, that, we, that our God is not limited to time or space. He's not struggling with what's going on in our world. What, is, what we face is uh, literally, I feel like sometimes we get into our mindset a, a, a pride because when you look at other countries and what they face and the, and the corruption and all of the uh, things that happen in those countries we think that we as Americans, we shouldn't face these hardships. I mean, Jesus will come and get us before something bad happens. But in a sense, to be real, are our Middle Eastern brothers who have had to lay down their necks to be cut, for their heads to be cut off any better than we are? Have other societies like the, the Church of China who have had to go underground, who have seen their buildings torn down and, and things confiscated? Are, are our brothers and sisters 
in Cuba who, who literally their seers sitting in their rooms and if they say anything that is ambiguous towards the government, they could see their churches and everything they have stripped away from them. Yeah, it got quiet up in here. But the reality is, is that, look, no matter what environment we find ourselves, no matter what structure, construct of society we find ourselves, our God is not subservient to that society. He is over all things. He is a sovereign God. He's still king of glory. The word of God says this world shall pass away, but my word will stand forever and ever and ever. If you're standing on the word of God, you can know this one thing, that this world will pass away, but I've got a home in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. This old body may fail me. This life may turn back on me but I've got a God who I serve that I know one day I will walk the streets of gold I will stand in his presence I will dance around his throne I will worship him forever and ever and ever come on somebody amen 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 pastor why are you shouting because I'm excited Woo! are you excited Look, just when the darkness seems to get darker, that's when the light shines the greatest. Amen? And, and, and reality is we are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We might have lost sight of the real understanding of blessings and where it comes from, but in reality, we are a truly blessed people. Last week I talked about Bread, well, somewhat about bread. Somebody said, Pastor, what'd you do with that six-pack of bread on the front row? I could have took that home with me, right? Talk about bread. Well, not exactly did they talk about bread, but what happens, what, what Jesus had did with the bread when it's in his hands, right? Reflecting back on Luke chapter 9 and 16, where the Lord took the five loaves and the couple of fishes and he looked up to heaven and the Bible says he blessed it and he broke it and he kept giving it to the disciples to hand out or to set in front of them. Wow. To think that bread in many ways is the perfect metaphor for our lives because it's common, it's ordinary. I mean, look, it's in our state, it's like cornbread, right? Amen. It's like white loaf bread. If you're from Latin America, it's like tortillas. Whatever it is, it's ordinary, it's common. But guess what? In the hand of Jesus, it's blessed, right? It might look cracked or broken, but in Jesus' hands, it's blessed. And it keeps on giving, amen? It does the miraculous things when it's in Jesus' hands. Literally, if you look at Luke chapter 9, at the very first verse... It's, it's talking about Jesus sending out the disciples. And the Bible says this. He said he, he gave them authority to cast out demons and to heal the sick and sent them out. Think about that, guys. God gave the disciples. How many of you are a disciple of the Lord this morning? Come on. Amen. Amen. He gave them the authority to cast out demons and heal the sick. Sent them out with nothing Right? He said, hey, don't go with an extra cloak. Don't go with a money bag. You just go. 
he's saying to them? He says, I want you to trust me. I want you to depend on me. Because, listen, when you're dependent on the Lord, you're in the hands of God. No matter what happens, God will use you. You might have to dust your feet off at somebody. You might have to walk on past somebody because they're ready but i'm here to tell you if god's with you and he's called you he will anoint you he will appoint you and you will meet your extended end you will do exactly what god has called you to do amen amen i might get to the message here in a minute amen so in that process of talking about being blessed broken and given i want to go a little deeper and talk about each one of those Today, I just want to focus on blessed, right? I just want to focus on that word blessed. So, what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? I mean, if someone was to come from, you know, not understanding our society, call it an alien or just somebody dropped off, would they understand what you're, would they understand in their observation of what we call blessed, uh, and solely by what we would declare on social media, what's blessed? Hashtag blessed, you know what I'm talking about? Right? Man, I went by the coffee shop today, and man, I got this beautiful latte, and I'm taking a picture of it, and I'm putting it on social media, and I'm laying, hashtag blessed. Right? Man, I just remodeled my kitchen and look at all these beautiful cabinets and look at how this looks. Hashtag blessed. Right? I just got invited to be a part of this special team, my favorite team. Look, they wear orange. Hashtag blessed. Right? Y'all get it? I mean, come on, don't, don't we think that way? Isn't that how we look at things? I mean, we look at whether it be the Instagrammable vacation, we're sitting on the beach and we take a picture of just our feet in the ocean, and we're like, blessed! Come on, right? I ain't going to ask how many of y'all have done that because, I mean, you know, some might, be not, might not be the beach, it might be the mountains, right? Whatever, whatever it might be, we look at our blessings. It might just be the fact that we got a beautiful wife. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I just don't know what the Lord did to her. Poor thing. <laughs> That's the side where you say, bless her little heart. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, <laughs> blessed, blessed, blessed. Nearly nothing to do, every, all of that has nearly nothing to do with what the Bible means by blessing. Many of those things are associated with a blessed life like health, like provision, like beauty, like all of those things. But in reality, that's not what it's looking at. Literally, that's just a drop in the bucket. That's just a shadow of what real blessing is all about. Come on, somebody. Amen? 
let me, let we, to really understand this, you really have to reframe our thinking about blessing. We have to really go back to the beginning to understand what was the blessing all about? What was the blessing for? And I, I want to take you back to Genesis chapter 1, right? Genesis chapter 1, if you're with me in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and what did God say? God saw the light, and it was good. Come on. So you can go throughout this, verses 10 through 12, and you can see how uh, the, the, the plants and vegetables were planted, they produced their seed, and, 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 and they brought forth vegetation, and God saw it, and it was good, right? And then you go in verse 16 through, through 18, and you see how you know, he created the, the, the day and the night, the greater light, and, uh, to divide the day. And, and, and he says, God saw it, and it was good, right? And then we see all the creatures that were created, those that were moving in the air, those that were moving in the water, and God saw that, and it was good. And it says in verse 22, and God blessed them, right? saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. goes on in verse 25 through uh, 28, and it's talking about the beasts of the earth, and God saw that it was good. Then it goes down in verse 27, and it's talking about God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Come on, somebody, how did he create them? Male and female, right? Adam said, whoa, man, dear Lord, come on. <clears throat> and God blessed them. Amen. So God saw it, and it was good, and he blessed it. Our origin story is rooted in the very origin of the cosmos, the very origin story of the cosmos. God established blessings from the origins and foundations of the world. If we want to understand who we are and what makes us blessed, we have to go back to the creating. We have to go back to the blessings and the ordering of the world. Come on. When, when the Bible tells us the story of the beginning, it begins with a person, God. In the beginning, God, right? In the beginning, God, God, God. All things were created by him and for him. All things were created, right? Now, the ancient world understood this. Uh, they understood that some God or collection of gods built or made the world. The people of today have gotten lost in their minds and uh, they imagine the world as a series of automated processes or random uh, events that have come together without a divine intervention for it to happen. Come on. But, but the people from ancient times, the question was not did God make this or how, but rather which God made this and why. So when we see that this story of creation, Genesis lays out a clear understanding of who God is, why God created us, and answers that for us and gives us a good news story. How many need a good news? Right? Thank you, Jesus. God gives us a, a, a clear understanding of good news that an intimate God compassionately created each one of us. And so to understand our origin in God, we need to see God in the origin. Amen. So there's three specific things that, that we can see about God in Genesis. And, and first of all, is that it's only one God. We sang the song Yahweh. Yahweh. 
He's the supreme, sovereign God. Genesis reveals an entire unique view of, of the spiritual realm because in those days, the Middle Easterners, they would understand that there would be gods. They would understand there would be uh, other gods. I mean, even in a polytheistic society, in the Roman uh, view, even in some of the view of the New Age movements of today and the Hinduism and all that, they believe in many polytheistic gods. But I'm here to tell you, here, old Israel, the Lord your God is one. Can you imagine the, the idea of the Israelites, these young Israelites, and knowing the, 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 the different societies that were around them and knowing what they believed, but here they were hearing this word from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and 4. Here, old Israel, your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, understanding God is one. And God not only exists, but also acts. I mean, he is a very active God. If you look at the creation story, he's the only active one in the story. Come on. He's the one speaking and creating. He's the one doing. He's the one intimately loving. He's the one initiating and involving himself, breathing breath of life into those who are being created. It is God simply who speaks and forms and makes and calls, and it is him who blesses. The other thing is, is that the, the sole sovereign God creates the world on purpose and with purpose. Look to somebody and say, you're no accident. You're no accident. So, it might seem obvious to us that we are created by God for purpose, but, but so many have lost purpose. So many are wondering, why am I here? What am I made for? What am I doing? Come on. How many have ever felt that before? Yeah. We get that mindset, but when we understand that God created this world for purpose and on purpose. In Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we, we, we're not, we see the purpose story, a song, if you will, uh, why we're here and what, why it matters. Just, and just what, what God, just what does, sorry, just what does Genesis say while we're here? It tells us that we're here because God called us into being. He called us and made us on purpose and for purpose thank you jesus amen the third thing is god blesses what he makes i don't know about you but i like what i make amen i have a sense of pride in something i make even when it don't look good because i spent some time making something right amen <laughs> so think about this god the sovereign god the creator of heaven and earth took time to intentionally create each one of you. Man, that just blows my mind. And, 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 and because he's an intentional creator, God loves and blesses what he creates. From the beginning, the God who creates us blesses what he has made. And, and why wouldn't he? All of, for After all, he meant to make it. He called it by name. He called it good. The word good uh, has different meanings, but in, in, in this understanding, it could, be, it could mean beautiful. So can you imagine that? God says that you're good and you're beautiful. Wow. Somebody says, he ain't talking about me. And some of y'all say, I know. <laughs> Amen, right? That would be you, right? Amen. Can you imagine the people of, of Israel as they were in captivity in Babylon, and they're wondering, 
you know, why am I here? What purpose is this? I'm in captivity, and, 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 and they're seeing all this around them. They're, they're, they're just looking, straining their eyes to see God do something. They're training their ears to hear God say something, and, and all of a sudden, it just, bam, it hits them. Look, God created this world. Look, the flowers that I see, God created. Look, the earth that I'm walking on, God created. Look around me, the air that I'm breathing, God created. Everything that God has made has flourished. And guess what? No matter what my environment might look like, God created me and he put me here. And no matter what the world has tried to oppress me with, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he's still my God and he still reigns. He's still on the throne. He's still king of glory. Amen. 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 I mean, think about it. Good and beautiful. Is that how you see yourself? Maybe on a good day. Maybe uh, on a day when everything's going good. I'm pretty good. But a lot of, a lot of people don't see themselves as good. A lot of the people don't see themselves as beautiful because they're looking at their lives and all they see is the mess that they've made. All they see is the oppression that they have felt. All they see is the, the things that have shaped them and molded them has caused them pain and it's caused them hurt and it's caused them struggle. So when they think of themselves, am I good or am I beautiful? That just is not words that they would put on themselves. Amen. But the Genesis story grounds us in God. The Genesis story gives us a foundation to walk on. It gives us a foundation of understanding God himself made every single one of us and he made every one of us for a purpose and he blessed us and he called us for good and he called us beautiful and that is our origin story. Look, you have to understand that, that being blessed is not a state of being, it's a story. Being blessed is not a state, it's a story. It's, 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 it's an origin story. It's the story of how you began and why. It's the story of God, the creator, calling you into being on purpose and for purpose. It's the story of God taking delight in you, naming you and, as good and beautiful. It's the story of God, the redeemer, pursuing and calling you and returning you to who he made you to be. The God who called light out of darkness calls you out of darkness and into light. In doing so, he brings you back to be to the beginning, to your beginning. This is where you are blessed. Amen. Maybe that's not where your story is today. Maybe that's not where you feel you are today. Maybe that's not where you feel that your understanding of what your situation is. Maybe that's not what others are, are saying about you. Genesis, the reality is, is Genesis goes on and tells us multiple stories of people who are blessed. In Genesis chapter 12, it tell, tells us about Abraham. Abraham was blessed. Abraham was called out of Ur of Chaldees and called to leave his family and, and go into a place where God never told him exactly where he's going. He just says, go to a land I'm calling you to. And he left everything and he blessed him. He says, look, you will be, your descendants will be so much that it'll, the, the stars in the sky are, are like that. Wow. Genesis chapter 16. There's another story. It's not a story that we would think of as a blessing, but think about this. God interrupts a female Egyptian slave on the run and he blessed her. Think about that. I mean, first of all, 
Those are three words that would already be derogatory in that society. She was a female. Now, I know we value our females these days. Amen. Men, that's a good time right there, boys. I'm just saying. We value our females these days. Come on. Amen. But in that society, women were not valued. They were not uh, treated very kindly. They were only valued in so much as what their position was or what they could offer or what they could perform or do, right? So, so she was a female. But then to, to, to make that even worse, she was an Egyptian, right? An Egyptian. Now, if you're looking at the story of Israel, you would think about Egyptian and you would say that's the enemy, right? And so here's an e- a female Egyptian, an Egyptian, when, you, when an Israelite wants to look back at their history, they, they're not wanting to see somebody in their history like an Egyptian. But not only that, she, was she a female and an Egyptian? She was a slave. And, and, and the mindset of thinking about a slave, she had no freedom, she had no future. Slaves had no rights, no inheritance, no destiny. There is no reason why, she, she should, why we should even know her name. There's no reason why she should be in the story. She's secondary to the story. What's her name? Hagar. I mean, here's Hagar. She's on the run from Sarai, the barren wife of the newly blessed Abraham. She was jealous. Sarai was jealous and she was resentful toward Hagar. And Genesis says that Sarai was harsh to Hagar. Things had gotten so bad that here's Hagar. She thought, It would be better to go out into the wilderness with no plan and no provision than to live under the harshness of Sarah. Wow. Rough, right? Hagar was pregnant with Ishmael and and, and was prepared to die in the desert. Hagar thought it was over. She was sure that no one would help her and no one would come to her rescue. But God... Somebody needs to know there's a but God moment, right? But God. God found Hagar by the well in the wilderness. And she had stopped by to get a drink. And maybe she was thinking, this is my last drink. This is the the last opportunity I have before I die. I'm going to take one more drink. And, 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 And at that moment, the angel of the Lord met her there and called her by name. Somebody says, by name. God gave us a name, right? Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 16, verse 7 and 8 says, And the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, and the spring on the way to Shur, and said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from, and where are you going? Wow. Two questions. Where have you come from, and where are you going? Look, I want you to understand something. When God asks a question... He's not looking to interrogate you. He's looking for an intervention. Come on. I think so many times we get into the mindset, God just wants to interrogate me of what I'm doing. Look, God's not looking to interrogate you. He's looking to intervene into your situation. These two questions literally deal about origin and destiny. Hagar thought she, she knew her origin. She thought she understood her destiny. But right here, God was about to do something to give her a new trajectory in her life. But God was rewriting her story. 
God told Hagar to go back to Abram's house, not because he condoned what Sarai did, but because he understood that in the wilderness she would not find salvation. In the wilderness she would not find help. He told her to go back. And in Genesis 16 and, and 10, the angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. I want you to understand, this just blows my mind. Because we, we like our, to study Israel and study you know, those things, and I'm absolutely important to do so. But what I see here is that God looked at Hagar and repeated a blessing over her that he had just told Abraham in the story before. He's giving her the same blessing. He's telling her the same thing. He's saying, I will multiply your seeds so much so that they cannot even be counted as a multitude. Wow. What's that saying to me? What is, what is that saying to us this morning? Right from the very start, God made it clear. He wants everyone to be able to get on the blessing. Come on. He wants everyone to be able to be a part of his blessings. Everything he created, he wants them to participate in his blessing. Amen. He desires all of us to be swept into his, into his saving, his redeeming. His word even says, it's not my will for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Amen. So no matter what somebody looks like, no matter what background they come from, no matter what origin you might think of them based on their nationality or whatever, guess what? God made them and he wants them to be blessed. Amen. When Hagar understood this, it was almost as if her mind was blown. She was in awe. She said she, she had seen God. Hagar responded uh, by, by, by naming God. She said, so she named the Lord who spoke to her, you are El Roy or El Roy. Come on, can you imagine that? Uh, some of us Southern will say just El Roy. I'm just saying. And what does that mean? It means God sees me. Now, I don't know. That just to think God, creator of heaven and earth, individually, not just corporately, individually sees me. How many have ever flown in a plane? You get so high up, and, and things on the earth look so, I mean, you're just talking 25,000 feet, 22,000 feet. And the things on the earth look so pequeño, very small. I mean, you can't see people. I mean, you, you can't even make out cars. But to think God individually not only sees you, but even knows the number of hair on your head. Wouldn't it be nice to meet God in such a way be able to say, I have met the God who sees me. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Look, 
my hint. Maybe you think you missed the, the Genesis 1 blessing. Maybe you find yourself on the run from places of pain or places of suffering. Maybe you, you're convinced in your mind that God doesn't see you. How could God see me? How could God, knowing the difficult situation that I'm in, knowing what I'm facing, knowing the struggle that I'm having, how could he see me? How many people have that mindset? How many people are just depressed and wondering, does anybody love me? Does anybody care? I mean, look, if we ever want to be broken and, and given, we've got to understand that we are blessed. Look, I, maybe I'm the messenger today that, 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 that wants to tell somebody, I found you in the wilderness. And just as I found you, I want you to understand that God is calling you out of darkness and into his light. Maybe you need to understand that just because you, you are surrounded by darkness, you have forgotten that you're the light that's illuminating around you. And, and, and God wants to rewrite your story. God wants to write something new about you. God wants to help you understand that there's a beginning that he's brought you to, that he has created in you, and there's a destiny that he has for you. Amen? I mean, look, the bread that Jesus took and blessed, did it become something else? No. No. I think sometimes we're afraid that, oh, if I give myself to God completely, I'll be something else. What do you think you're going to be? Some Martian? Come in with a big green head and... The bread didn't change to something else, but he multiplied it. God's saying that when I look back at Genesis 1 and you see that what was, what was blessed was what was multiplied. The seed was multiplied. God wants to, you to be understanding that your blessing is your multiplication. Your blessing is how you, He has created you to expand, to give. And that you were created for such a time as this, that you were created because He loved you and He fashioned you. He created your uniqueness. Somebody might say you're weird. God says you're mine. Thank God I'm weird. Amen? <laughs> Amen. To be blessed is to be returned to our origin and destiny. It's, it's not simply to be restored. Look, we take an old car and we beat the dents out and we restore it. But God's wanting to rewrite the story. <laughs> Amen? The same God who called light out calling you. The same God who called Abraham out of the Ur of Chaldees to leave his father, he's calling you. The same God who looked at a female Egyptian slave and says, I'm calling you, is the same God who's calling you 
this morning. Look, I don't know what you're struggling with, but I'm here to tell you this morning, no matter what you have, no matter what it's made up of, no matter what the history books have said about you, if you'll put, your hand, put yourself in the hand of the Lord, it is then He can bless it. It is then that He can rewrite the story. It is then that He can say, this is mine. Thank you. I created it. This past Wednesday, I talked about the clay being marred in the hand of the potter, right? We've made some decisions, even while we've considered ourselves in the hands of God, that has caused us to be marred. But it doesn't mean we jump out of the hand of God. It means we say, Lord, I submit myself more to you for you to shape me into what you want me to be. This morning, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I want you to know if you want the Lord to turn it around, would you come find a place? If you need to socially distance, we have a long way. It's about 100 feet, 120 feet from over there all the way over there. If you want to find a place this morning and say, I need to put it in the hands of the Lord. Because I've considered my blessings as just the material things of the world. I need to understand my blessing is about who He's created me to be. And I've been created on purpose and for purpose. And I need to give it back to Him. This morning, if that's you, I know I, normally we do the close your eyes, raise your hand. Look, everybody right here is your brother and sister. We're here to cheer you on this morning. We're here to celebrate you. We're here to say we want you to succeed and we're on the journey together. And just because we're not stepping up doesn't mean that we, we're not in God's hands and He's not working on us. This morning you say, Pastor, I need, I need the Lord to help me with some things. I need God to touch me. I need a touch from the Lord this morning. Would you, would you find a place in this altar this morning? Would you come and join me? Can we pray together? Can we believe together? Can we ask God together? That's all right. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? God, lead me. God, direct me. Yes. Would you just stretch your hands this way? Would you believe together? Sharon, he is Yahweh, the righteous.
pray that you will continue to remember our nation in prayer. Remember Joy, Mosier, and Steve. Joy needs a, a touch in the Lord. A miracle. Pray for Joy. Pray for Janice Walker and her family and the loss of her brother. Pray for the Finchums, the loss of Billy's brother. We've had a lot of people who've lost a, a loved one recently. We just want to pray for all of those that God will give them peace and God will give them strength. Pray for all of those who have been infected by COVID or who have been in contact with someone with COVID. 
Praise the Lord that we've not had anyone in our congregation that has passed away due to COVID. But a lot have been affected by it. And we just pray that God will be with those. And, and I'm thankful that we still have the methods of being able to connect through our YouTube and Facebook. But I'm also thankful that we're seeing more opportunities to come together. We just need to keep praying. We need to keep believing. We need to keep surrendering to the Lord. Do what's best. Do what you feel is best for you and your family. Uh, there's no one here going to uh, judge you if you need to wear a mask or if you need to sit in the mask-only section uh, or if you need to uh, stay at home and watch. We support you because we love you and we care for you. And we're believing with you for transformation in your life. And we're believing that God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Uh, men, if you missed our uh, meal Friday night, um, be sure to sign up for the next one. We had a blast. 18 of us got together. And, and I won't tell you what we ate because I know you're starving. But I will tell you this, it was good. Anyway, come and be a part. Uh, there will be other events that you can be a part of. We will do our best to socially distance. We will, you know, all those kind of things. But know that we care about you. And we want you to get connected and be a part of, uh, of this great group of people. God bless you. We love you. Go out, be a blessing. Know that you're blessed for purpose. And... Uh, walk in that purpose. Amen. Lord willing, we'll see you Wednesday, if not Wednesday, next Sunday. Same time, same station. Amen. God bless you guys.